Let's dig in. First Timothy three. First Timothy three. Praise God. Glad y'all made it back tonight. First Timothy three. Verses fourteen and fifteen. Hallelujah. All right, when you get there, we're going to read that all together. All together. Ready, read. These things I write to you, though I hope to come to you shortly. But if I am delayed, I write so that you may know how you ought to conduct yourself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and ground of the truth. But if I'm delayed, I write so that you may know how you ought to conduct yourself in the house of God. We're talking about the subject again how to behave in church, how to behave in church, subtopic, so you don't miss what God is doing. Thank you, Father, tonight for the word. Speak to us from heaven. We have our ears open, our hearts open, our eyes open, God. Let us, Lord, hear from heaven tonight. Speak that which we need to hear. Correct us, God, uh, and, and change us, transform us, Lord, by the renewing of our minds. And we thank you, O oh God, that as we hear the word, Lord, it will de be deposited in us and produce what you sent it to produce. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And amen. Praise the Lord. Tell your neighbor, you better behave tonight. <laughs> How to behave in church. So you don't miss what God is doing. So you don't miss what God is doing. I began Sunday talking about something called Kairos Moments. Everybody say Kairos Moments. And I gave this definition of Kairos moments. It's, it's a definition that I came up with, if you allow. Uh, opportune times to react or respond to divine movements. Opportune times to react or respond to divine movements. So God is moving. Jesus is moving. The Holy Ghost is moving. And it's an opportunity for us in that moment to react or respond to it. In other words, we, 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 we get happy. We hear about, you know, particularly if you're a charismatic, Pentecostal, uh, faith, kingdom-minded church, you hear the word kairos moments, and we get excited about kairos moments. But a kairos moment is, is wasted if you don't react or respond in that moment. Hallelujah. I think it's a person, of, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to quote the person's name correctly, uh, Linda, I think it is Ravenhill. I know the last name is Ravenhill who made this famous uh, statement, at least within the church, that uh, an opportunity of a lifetime must be seized during the lifetime of the opportunity. The opportunity of a lifetime must be seized during the, during the lifetime of the opportunity. In other words, when opportunity comes, there's only a certain window for it. And you have to seize the moment. Carpe diem, you better seize the day. You better take, a, take it now because it's only for a certain amount of time. So a Kairos moment must be, must be reacted, must, you must react to it or respond during that time where God is moving. Amen? Amen. Uh, remember the story in Matthew 14 when, when uh, there's a storm out on, on the sea, the disciples on the boat and they're uh, reeling in the rock and here comes Jesus Christ walking by, walking on the water. And he says to, to the guys, he says, hey, be of good cheer. It is I. Be, uh, be, do not be afraid. Peter seizes that moment. And he says, Lord, if it's you, command me, bid me to come to you on the water. I want to walk on water. He said, if that's you, in other words, he recognized there was a moment. And he said, I'm going to react and respond. The other, other 11 guys didn't move. 
There are only two people that we know in all of history who walked on water. That was Jesus and Peter. Because Peter's the only one who stepped out in the moment. He's the only one who reacted or responded in the moment. Hallelujah. So sometimes you recognize an opportunity. You recognize a moment. There are other times when you can, watch this, make a moment. <laughs> there are some people who they're going to make a moment. They're, you know, in the business world, sometimes they say make an opportunity. You, you got you to uh, be a disruptor. Yeah. Pastor Kim ministered on that this morning in a powerful way. Boy, I wish y'all were in Wednesday morning prayer, boy. Every Wednesday. And, and, and so, <clears throat> uh, remember the woman with issue of blood? Remember the woman with issue of blood? <clears throat> in the fifth chapter of Mark, I told y'all you better behave now in the word. In the fifth chapter of Mark, this, uh, Jesus Christ is on his way. Jairus has stopped, stopped him and said, please come. And uh, my daughter is sick. She's going to die. And Jesus says, okay, I will come. And he's on his way to Jairus' house. He's not thinking about anybody else. He's totally focused on going to Jairus' house. His eyes and his heart, his mind is set on Jairus' house. Jesus has a one-track mind. But because he has a one-track mind, he's moving. So this woman with this blood notices he's moving. So she says, this isn't my moment, but I'm going to make a moment. Are y'all catching this? In other words, he's not on his way to my house. He's not thinking about me, but he's moving and he's got healing on his mind. So I'm going to make a moment. Sometimes you got you to start yourself up, up and make a moment. Somebody else gets up here testifying. Somebody else getting prayed for. Make me go. Make your own moment. Some of y'all sometimes you'll sit there and wait. Well, I, I'll wait to see if somebody call out my sickness. I'm waiting to call out my particular sickness. They call out my sickness, and I'm a, then I'm gonna come up there and get healed. No, make your own moment. Y'all understand that? Y'all better act right. Jesus wasn't thinking about this one with issue of blood. He's on his way to deal with Jairus' daughter, and she said, I'm going to seize this moment. See? So sometimes you can recognize a, a Kairos moment. Sometimes you can make your own. She made her own, yes. She touched him with his garment. Jesus didn't have anything to do with it. Y'all missed it. He didn't have anything to do with it. She said, if I may but touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. She said, if I may but touch. He didn't say anything. She said, if I may but touch. And she touched him of his garment, and she felt immediately that the fountain of her blood was dried up. Mark chapter 5, you read it for yourself. Immediately. And he stops. He said, who touched me? The disciple said, hey, Jesus, all these people around you, you ask who touched you. He said, no, 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 no. Somebody touched me. Somebody made a moment. Somebody created their own Kairos moment. Finally, she identified herself. Yeah, it was me. And he said, daughter, be of good cheer. Your, your faith. Not me. He said, your faith. Y'all missing it. He didn't say, he didn't say I made you whole. He said, your faith has made you whole. She made a moment. Tell you that, but you can make your own moment. See, some, sometimes y'all are waiting on some spooky feeling. Y'all are waiting. You, you're waiting on fog to come down out of the, out of the clouds. Waiting on the fog. You're waiting on the, waiting on the keyboard to hit a certain note. 
No, no, make your own moment. She said, if I can just touch. Are y'all hearing me? So there are these moments that we grab a hold of, and I don't want anybody in the church to ever miss another opportunity to respond to these divine moments, right? I told you, you got to be looking for them, expecting them, all right? And then respond to them, okay? Now, let's look back at our main text here. Again, I told you Sunday, don't critique me and don't judge me on theology. We're using just simply a background. We're using the phraseology of 1 Timothy 3.15. I know how to preach exegetically. I know how to exegete a text. I know hermeneutics very well. I teach it, okay? But I'm, I'm using the phraseology in verse 15 to teach something tonight. Again, he says, if I'm delayed, I write to you, write so that you may know how you ought to conduct yourself in the house of God. King James says, so that you may know how you ought to behave yourself. So we're talking about how to behave in church, right? And again, what we're focusing on is not, you know, whether you, uh, you know, know how to sit and stand and stuff like that. We're talking about how to behave so you don't miss what God is doing. Because I told you, every time you come in this house, there are Kairos moments. And if you don't sense one, make one. Okay, I'm coming over here. If you don't, I just told you, I just showed you in this text, Mark 5. If you don't sense one, make one. Because you're in God's house. I said you're in God's house. If you're in God's house, he's here. Two or three of us gathered together, he, Jesus Christ is here. So even if you don't feel one, make one. You ought to never walk out of this place leaving the same way you came. If you are, you're, you're just being stubborn or you're being lazy or you're being, I don't know what to call you, if you don't make, a, make one and you need one. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. All right. So how to behave in church so I don't miss what God is doing. Now, I talked to you on Sunday. I'm just going to review real quick. I told you number one was to give yourself to the word. Give yourself to the word because the word that we are ministering, the word that we read, it's the word of life. Acts 20, 32 says that the word is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among the brothers, among those who have been sanctified. So the word can build you up and give you an inheritance, give you all kind of blessings, give you what belongs to the children of God. Amen? So I need the word. James 1.21 says that the implanted word, the implanted, the engrafted word, the, the taught word is able to save your souls. So if your soul needs to be saved, now we're, talking, we're already born again. This isn't, this isn't being born again. This is our souls being saved. Our minds, will, and emotions. Our feelings. You need to, need to get your feelings straight. You need to get that dizzy dude and that crazy chick straightened out. Are y'all hearing me tonight? A lot, of, a lot of crazy chicks up in here. <laughs> a lot of dizzy dudes up in here. Amen? Come on now. I'm, I'm telling the truth. I mean, we're all, we're all being saved. There's, there's, a still, there's still a little bit of residue of, of dizzy and crazy in all of us. In other words, if you're caught at the right moment, the dizzy going to come out and the crazy is going to come out. Until you get control over your soul. And, and, and the more I 
the more I yield to the word, the less I yield to that soul. Because the word is going to teach me how to control that soul. The word, the word is going to, the word is going to pour in what I need to flush out what I don't. Are y'all okay? The word is going to. Um, um, I've, I've never, I've never been a mechanic. So I never like flush the transmission or flush all that stuff, but I've done done some things where they say you're trying to flush something out, you know, a little product or whatever, and you you keep pouring in clean water until until the 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 whatever you you're working on runs clear. So so in other words, they tell you don't don't try to scoop out the bad. You pour in the good until it runs all the bad out. You follow me? So the more of the word I put in, the more of the bad will flush out. In other words, you don't, watch this, you don't, you don't have to try to stop smoking. You pour in more of the word. Y'all, y'all didn't like that. Um, Pastor, you saying we can smoke? I'm not saying you can smoke. What I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, you're struggling. When I say you, I'm talking in general. I'm not looking at anybody's face. You're struggling with sin, or because it, it could be more than just cigarettes. You know, there's other, other sins, pornography and gambling and alcohol and lying and cussing and all that stuff. Just to, I, I said sex. Didn't I, did I say pornography? Oh, I just said pornography. Oh, fornication. You cover it all. Promiscuity, perversion. That's what people say. When they, when they can't say promiscuity, they just say perversion. So when you're struggling with all that stuff, then, then the devil will beat you up. Because I'm, I, I want to do right, but evil is always present. This isn't my topic, but I feel like the way y'all looking at me, I better stay here for a second. Romans chapter seven. Romans seven. You better read this. When I would to do good, evil is always present. This is Apostle Paul. This is Apostle Paul. He said, I want to do good, but evil is always present. This, this is war in my members. That unseen civil war that the Warren wrote about. So, so what happens is, is rather than, uh, because you'll struggle when you're just trying, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to get rid of that stuff. Well, you can't get rid of it on your own. You have to put in something that's more powerful than what's already in there. And this word is able to save your soul. The reason you're still stuck smoking and sipping and tipping and chipping and dipping and is because your soul is out of whack. So the word is able to save your soul. I better keep going. All right, so I told you, I told you as a result, because so we know what the word can do. Proverbs 4.20, we got to pay attention to the word. Get my son to attention to the word, incline your ear to my saying. So pay attention and incline. Notice, the, notice that verb, that action verb, incline, lean in. So I talked to you about when you're in church, we're talking about how to behave in church, how to lean in sometimes. Especially on a Wednesday night, and you don't work all day long. Worst thing you do on Wednesday night is get your little blanket, Get all cozy. Because you already slept. And the devil's trying to help you, right? I told you. Okay? So you incline your ear. Incline. 
Lean your ear in. Now, we know it literally means to listen more attentively, but I want you to see sometimes you got to learn to put the action behind it. I remember, remember Dad talking about Dad Durbin, talking about how one time when he was out in the Marshall Islands and he was really struggling in his physical body with some issues, and he, he had had enough, and finally he grabbed the, his Bible and put it on the ground and stood on it and said, Father, I'm standing on your word. Now, you and I can say, well, I'm standing on the word of God by speaking his promise, but he said, no, I'm going to put some action here, and I'm going to physically stand on the word as my... My, my, my prophetic action of faith, I'm standing on your word. So for me, when I incline my ear, I'm going to lean in. Hallelujah. 2 Thessalonians 3.1, we told you this, to honor the word. Finally, brethren, pray for us that the word of, word of the Lord may run swiftly and be glorified. Other translation says to, be, to honor the word. The word may be honored. Why do you honor it? Because remember John 1, 1, I told you, told you this, John 1 and 2, uh, that, that Jesus, he is the word. The word was in the beginning with God. The word was God, right? So he is the word. So when the word is being preached like it is now, you have to listen to it, read it as if Jesus Christ is standing here talking to you. And if he was talking, you wouldn't be answering your emails right now. You, you, you wouldn't. You, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't be doing that. You wouldn't be texting nobody, TikToking, unless you're saying, hey, text, hey, listen to Pastor right now. Turn, tune in this message. <laughs> okay? Share the YouTube, whatever. Okay? You wouldn't be doing that because I, I, I hope you wouldn't dishonor Jesus Christ like that in his face. Right? So he is in your faces right now. Amen? So we honor the word. Luke 8, 18 says this. Take heed how you hear. Luke 8, 18 says, take heed how you hear. You see that? Take heed how. How you hear. Not just what you hear, but how. So there's a way to hear. And, and that, that, that verse, verse 18, comes after he's talked, to, talked about those four grounds. And that one ground, the stony ground, he says, they received it with joy. And every ground after that, they received it, but didn't materialize anything until you got to that good ground, noble and a good heart, and they manifested 36 to 100 fold. So we know the minimum to manifest is joy. The minimum to manifest on the word is receiving with joy. You must at least receive it with joy. That's why I tell you that this is not a cultural thing, not, not just because we're a black church, predominantly a black church. We're, we're a mixed church, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. But not just cultural. While we say hallelujah and praise the Lord. It's because there's a response that your spirit man is supposed to have. And the people, they, 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 boy, they tickle me. When they tell me, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm processing. I'm just, I'm kind of trying to receive it. I'm trying to, I'm trying to meditate. I'm, or not meditate. They say, I'm, I'm trying to process what you're saying. I'm trying to soak it all in. The reason you do that is because you're trying to hear it intellectually. Leave your intellectual mind. This, this ain't going to sound right, but I'll tell you this is right. Leave your intellectual mind at school. Come here with your spirit open. Because when your spirit gets it, your spirit will then translate it to your mind as you, uh, the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11, uh, verse uh, two, 3, it says, by faith we understand. By faith, see, you're trying to understand by your brain. No, Hebrews eleven three 3 says, by faith we understand. 
See, so I hear the word in my spirit, and that's why I rejoice right away. Hallelujah. My, my, my wife will tell you, there are things that, that when, we, when Apostle Derba came along and started preaching this good word to us, there are so many things we didn't understand, but we were saying, hallelujah, glory to God. We received it, and that's the reason why we manifested so quickly. Y'all don't like it. That's the reason why we manifested so quickly. We didn't understand it, but we grabbed it. We didn't understand it, but we received it. That's why we passed folk who've been in history. Folk who've been close to him for years and years and years, we passed them. Y'all, I might as well say it. We passed them because, because we received with joy. We didn't sit there and stare back at him. Just <laughs> no, we received with joy, and because we got it with joy, our spirits grabbed it. Your brain, ain't, your brain never has to get it. Peter's brain never got walking on the water. Peter's brain never got walking. The moment his brain got involved, he started to sing. The moment his brain got involved, he started to sing. This is a faith kingdom. This is a faith kingdom. It's a spirit kingdom. The words that I speak to you, John 6, 63, are spirit and they are life. So I got to receive with joy, with joy, with joy. Hallelujah. And um, last one we gave you, Acts 13, 48. Acts 13, 48. The Gentiles heard this. They were glad and glorified the word of the Lord. Notice this is another response of joy and thanksgiving. The New English translation says this. When the Gentiles heard this, they began to rejoice and praise the word of the Lord. They began to rejoice. And so notice how you and I are supposed to respond to the word. That's, that's why I tell you, sometimes, boy, I get concerned y'all about y'all in this Presbyterian church here. Y'all start acting Catholic on me. How many of y'all went, grew up in a Catholic church or went to a Catholic church? Well, you just, you just kind of sat there. Ominous, bominous, alibus, barabas, Hail Mary, full of grace. Mother of God, pray for our sins. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Blessed out there among women. Reading the papal letters. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. <laughs> bye bye. See y'all. Have a good day. But this ain't that kind of church. I'm not reading some papal letter. I'm giving you the fresh rhema word of God. And I'm not talking to your head, your brain, your intellect. I'm talking to your spirit. So your spirit ought to be just like when, when Mary went to visit Elizabeth, when they were both pregnant. When they were both pregnant, when they were both pregnant. That's good right there. That's good, Marquise. See, if you're pregnant with something, boy, you get inspired when you hear the word of God. Whoa. I'm giving you pregnant word. I came pregnant. Yeah. Don't y'all look at me in that tone of voice. I came pregnant. I came here pregnant with the word. If you're pregnant with promise and I came pregnant with the word, then when I come and release my pregnant, pregnant word and your pregnant promise, hear it. Ought to be a leaping, ought to be a rejoicing, ought to be a praising God on the inside of you. 
How many of y'all have some promises on the inside of you, some things God has said, some things you believe in God for? Hallelujah. All I'm doing is I'm watering that. I'm watering that. I'm watering that. I'm watering that. Praise God. Amen. Kenneth Hagin said, the word you get excited about is the word that will come to pass in your life. The word you get excited about is the word that will come to pass in your life. Amen? All right. Now let's do point number two. Here it is. Number one was give yourself to the word. Number two, these go hand in hand to never miss your moment, is lose yourself in praise and worship. Lose yourself. Lose yourself in praise and worship. Tell your neighbor you got to lose yourself in praise and worship. Tell them you got to lose yourself in praise and worship. I'm trying to tell you how to make sure you never miss another Kairos moment. How to seize a moment or how to make a moment. That's good, I'll make one, because that means that sometimes when you're home by yourself, or you're in your car, you can make your own Kairos moment. You can enter into his gates with thanksgiving, his courts, you can go on your own. You can make your own moment. You may not have keyboards and guitars and drums and reverb and none of that stuff, but you just got you and your, your mouth and you and your hands and you and your feet, you can make your own moment. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, so the, the second key, not only do you give yourself to the word, but you must lose yourself in praise and worship. Say, I must lose myself in praise and worship. Now, I'm going to go over these points here. Some, some pointers. I'm going to call them points. Pointers. Psalm 35, verse 18. <clears throat> Psalm 35, verse 18. I want you to read it out loud with me with your own preacher voice. Y'all got your preacher voice? You got to clear your throat? <clears throat> you got it? Ready, read. I will give you thanks in the I will praise you among many, many people. So here, here's a pointer. If you want to seize the moment, praise openly. Praise openly. Praise openly. Praise openly. Praise openly. Praise openly. I will pray. I will give you thanks in the great assembly. I will praise you among many people. Praise openly. Now I'm going to deal with that because, I know you're ready to shout, but just catch this. Because so many people, let, remember we're saying you got to lose yourself. I'm not just talking about get lost. I'm talking about lose yourself. Lose yourself. See, the problem with people while you're missing Kairos moments is because yourself, see, myself, I'm a little shy. Myself, I'm a little uh, timid. Or myself, I'm, I'm not, I'm really not that boisterous. Myself. And, and, and I'm, I don't want to get loud in front of all these people. I don't want to, 
I don't want to shout in front of all these people. I don't want to sing because I don't sound as good as so and so. And I don't want to dance. And I don't want to. I don't want to. You know, I don't want to act crazy. And you know, I don't want to. I don't. 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 And your eye is gonna keep you sick, broke, busted, disgusted, behind, lacking, lagging because you are missing Kairos moments when everybody here, when the whole assembly, when all the people are praising God, and you just—that's but see that—that's just not me. Lose yourself. I know that's not you. But you got to lose you. I will give you thanks in the great assembly. We are an assembly. I think King James might use the word congregation. Is that right? Give, give me King James on that. They, they, can, they can find them real quick. King James, I think it says, I will give you thanks. Something like in, in the great congregation. So are we a congregation? So I'm going to praise him. I'm going to give him thanks in the congregation. Well, no, when I get home, see, I do, I go crazy when I get home. <laughs> you know, when it's just me by myself, me and Jesus, you know, I can, I can do it at home. <laughs> no, 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 no. See, what, yeah, I know. See, that, I, I know that there, there are times the Lord has, has corrected me because I, I'll be riding down the street or at home and I, I got praise and worship on. But I'm not participating in it. He said, what, he said, what's this, a listening party? He said, say, son, that praise worship is doing you no good if you don't participate in it. So in my car, I got to sing in my car. I got to sing in front of my TV. I got I to sing when I'm walking. I gotta, because, because I don't want to just listen while they get their praise on, while they getting their breakthrough, while they getting that miracle. I want mine too. So I will give thee thanks in the great congregation, in the assembly, the new King James says. Tell your neighbor, you are part of the assembly. Tell them this, tell them, say, you are part of the assembly. You are not part of the audience. Oh, 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 wait. I'm not the audience. Yeah, Pastor, I'm the audience. See, they're up there. I'm out here. See, we're the audience. They're the praise team. No, 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 no. The audience is up there. You are part of the assembly. They're just leading the assembly. Y'all remember back when you were, you were in school and we used to have assembly on Fridays? Pep rallies and everything on uh, I'm in the assembly. You didn't consider this a part of the audience. You were part of the assembly. So how come folk come to church and want to sit back here? I'm part of the I'm part of the audience, and I gotta wait them to sing my song. That, that, ain't, that ain't no that, that ain't that ain't how this works. Tell your neighbor you're not part of the audience. You're part of the assembly. Praise him. Make your own noise. Make your own shout. Make your own praise. You're part of it. Sing along with me. 
Magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. What's happening? See, when we're doing that, we, we, God, what's moments are happening? Oh, I don't want to get ahead of myself. I got, let me walk you through this. So praise openly. Tell your neighbor, praise openly. All right. Psalm 103. Psalm 103, verse 1 and 2. Psalm 103, verse 1 and 2. I'm going to go through these quickly. And we're going to close out with some praise. We're going to close out with a praise. We're going to go home with a praise. This is my last time preaching for the next week, so we're going to go out with a praise. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Psalm 103, verse 1 and 2. Y'all know this one, don't you? Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Verse 2, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all. Notice this phrase here. Go back to verse 1. Bless the Lord, comma, O my soul. So, so when the writer is writing, he's talking to himself. He's saying, soul, bless the Lord. See, I told you, you've got to lose yourself. So not only do we praise openly, but you must praise forcefully. Which means there are going to be times, Chris, when you don't feel like it. There are going to be times when the devil has given you all kind of bad news and all kind of bad trauma and all kind of bad drama and all kind of bad tidings and got your body, he sending symptoms on the left and on the right and got all kind of things going on and you can be worried about this and anxious about that and depressed about this and you got to say, no, yet will I praise him. So listen to me. So we ain't going to sit here and miss this moment. So I'm not going to come in church and miss my moment. So I ain't going to come in this house and miss my time. So bless the Lord. And your soul going to say, but I don't feel like it. I don't feel like it. So bless the Lord. And your soul going to say, but you know what we're going through. You know what's happening. You know what's going on at home. So bless the Lord. Forcefully. This is another thing about getting past personality because, see, your, your, your personality is in your soul. Your personality is in your soul. Your personality may be like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to be quiet. I'm just going to raise my hands. Praise the Lord. Oh. Mm. Oh. Mm. Mm. No. Soul. Bless the Lord. He say soul rock. He said soul bless the Lord. Give him a rock praise. No, it's so bless the Lord. You bless by opening your, your mouth and saying something. Speaking well of him. Talking well of the master. Hallelujah. So you're going to bless the Lord. Matter of fact, so while you're doing it, don't forget all his benefits. that in the um, easy to read. Easy to read. Notice this. Now, I want you to see the, the phraseology here so I, you really grab a hold of this forceful. My soul, praise the Lord. Every part of me praises holy name. 
every part of me. My pinky toe, you better praise it. My hair gonna praise the Lord. Oh no, my hair, I gotta take my no hair, you gonna praise the Lord. My lips shall bless him. Give him the sacrifice of praise. The fruit of your lips. See, notice it's a, it's a command to yourself. It's a command to yourself. I'm going to force myself to praise the Lord. Why? I can't forget all his benefits. I'm not going to leave any one of his benefits on the table. If I don't praise him, I might miss those benefits. No, Lord, I, I need you to forgive all my iniquities. I need you to heal all of my diseases. I need you to redeem my life from destruction. I need you to crown me with love and kindness and tender mercy. I need you to satisfy my mouth with the good things. I need you to renew my youth like the eagles. I need you to show me your ways. I need you to separate my sin from the east and from the west. I need you to, I need all that. So God, I'm going to give you some praise. Show no. Hallelujah. I'm going to force myself. Hallelujah. I know, I know you don't, you don't work all day. All night. On the chain gang, you come in here feeling like you're Last thing I want to do is shout, shout, shout. They keep telling me, shout, shout, shout. Okay, let's deal with it. You'll shout. Go to Psalm 134. Psalm 134, verse 1 and 2. Verses 1 and 2. Psalm 34, verses 1 and 2. Hallelujah. The baby's praising. I'm going to read that in a few minutes about the baby's praising too. Psalm 134 verse 1 and 2. Behold, bless the Lord, all you servants of the Lord, who by night stand in the house, lift up your hands in the sanctuary and bless the Lord. This is hands and mouth, hands and mouth, hands and mouth, hands and mouth. Lift your hands and bless him. Lift your hands and bless him. Lift your hands and bless him. <laughs> Not only am I praising him openly, and praising him forcefully, but according to the scripture, I'm to praise him expressively. Expressively. Which means, okay, there, there's some sort of uh, physical expression. That means there's no, you know, there's no, there's no quiet, um, no, there's no subdued praise. It involves your hands and your feet. Your hand clapping. You, you, I mean, you, you came with built-in instruments. 
He says, lift up your hands. It's amazing that many people, when they come to praise and worship, will never lift their hands. Like, I'm, I'm too tired. <laughs> Or, or they do this. This is a new one. What is that goofy? This is like, Lord, I'm going to half-heartedly praise you because you ain't worth this. Because this, I'm comfortable here. I'm comfortable here. Lose yourself. See, if you want to do, want God to do something radical in your life, you can't keep doing what's regular in your life. You can't keep giving God your little regular little. Oh. Hallelujah! Shout! Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Shout! Hallelujah! Praise you, Lord! Double it! Hallelujah! You ain't shouted yet. If you were flying down I-275 and somebody T-boned your car, you shout, ah! Now that's a shout. You get in church and we say shout and you go, hallelujah, hallelujah. That ain't a shout. So praise expressively. Bless the Lord. Lift up your hands. Lift up your hands and bless the Lord. Lift up your hands. Lift up your hands. We lift our hands in the sanctuary. That's it right there. We lift our hands to give you the glory. We lift our hands to give you the praise. And we will praise you for Yes! Y'all stop because that's the never-ending song. That song never ends, does it? And you think it's over. And we will praise you for the rest of our days. Who is over? Yes! Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. But notice it's expressive. Praise is expressive. It's not subdued. It's not this contained thing. It's praise. Praise to God is, is about, about his worth, not about your comfort. It's about his worth. Well, you can't tell me how to praise. I'm not. I'm reading how the Bible tells us how to praise. I can tell you what the Bible says. Psalm 47. Let's keep going. Keep going. I want to finish strong here. Psalm 47, verse 1 and 2. Notice this, this expressive praise here, but it keeps going here because it, it gets gooder. Oh, clap your hands. Bravo, God, bravo. We applaud you, Father. We glorify you, Father. We magnify you, Father. What a great God you are. You're the champion of all times. You're the king of all the earth. You're the Lord of our lives. Hallelujah.
peoples and then shout to God with Notice Elder Baker, I'm shouting with the voice of triumph. I'm not shouting to get the triumph. I already have the triumph. I'm shouting with the voice of triumph. I already have it. I'm not shouting just by faith. I'm shouting because I know I have the victory. For the Lord Most High is awesome. He is a great king over all the earth. That's why we clap and shout. Notice it's expressive, but it's also we're praising loudly. We're praising loudly. I know there are some folk, they can't hardly stand this church because they say we too loud. We yell too loud. We talk too loud. We sing too loud. The instrument's too loud. I understand, but, but baby. Heaven going to tell you at the frame. It ought to get so loud in here. We, we, we out out uh, volume, that ain't a word. We, we, <laughs> out sound, that's, that's still in a word. Um, <laughs> we outdo the instruments. We can drown out the instruments. When the children of Israel marched around Jericho, seven days, six days quiet, the seventh day they marched around seven times on the final time, they shout, they shabbat the Lord. That shout was a thunderous shout that caused walls to collapse. That shout made the difference between them being outside of their inheritance and inside of their inheritance. Long as they were quiet, they were just walking around it. Y'all missed it. As long as they were quiet, they were walking around it. But the moment they shouted, if you stay quiet, you're going to keep walking around it. The moment you shout with a Shabbat praise, came down and the people went up. That's all the Vegas are right there. Don't start. Verses 5 through 7. First 5 through 7. Same thing. Psalm 42, 5 through 7. Look at this. Watch this. Watch this. How many of y'all need God in your situation? Watch how you get him in your situation. God has gone up with a shout. No, y'all missed it. He's not the one shouting. He goes up with a shout. He the Lord ain't playing a trumpet. He goes up with the sound of the trumpet. So when you praise, he goes up. God has gone up with a shout. The Lord with the sound of a trumpet. Sing praises to God. Sing praises. Sing praises to our king. Sing praises. For God is the king of all the earth. Sing praises with, with understanding. Praise loudly. Give me Psalm 98 verse 4 in the King James. Psalm 98 verse 4 in the King James. I need it in the King James. Straight in the King James right there. Look at what it says. 
make a joyful noise unto the Lord. This is all loud here. All the earth make a loud noise and rejoice. The whole, the whole verse is about being noisy and being loud. Tell you, baby, you got to lose yourself. They shouldn't make more, foot, more, more noise at the Florida State game or a Miami game or a Florida game than we do at the, at the house of God. And they'll make that noise for three hours deep. We praise more than 45 minutes. People say, I gotta sit down. I guess now, now you're tired. <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta take a break. 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 Then get back in again. Get back in again. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all the earth. Make a loud noise and rejoice and sing praises. What happens if you can't sing? Anybody here say you know you can't sing? You know you can't sing. Some more y'all had your hands up. You, more y'all, some more y'all. I'm looking at. Don't don't make me call you out. Some more y'all need to have your hands up. I didn't say who could sing. I say who can't sing. But you can make a loud noise. You can make a joyful noise. You may sound like all all all, but it's a loud noise. I may be on three keys at the same time, but it's a loud noise and joyful noise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Give me Psalm 100. Any of y'all here grew up Kojic? If you grew up Kojic, we say this every convention. Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name for the Lord is good. We said that every single service in convention. But it was our, it was our call to worship. It was just, man, we're going to make some noise tonight. If you ain't ever been to a culture convention, boy, you don't know what you're missing, boy. We knew how to make some noise. Hallelujah. So we're, we're to make a loud praise. Now let's close here. Let's close here. So we're praising openly. We're praising forcefully. We're praising expressively. And praising loudly. Notice none of this, none of this accommodates your personality. None of, none of this accommodates your, 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 your comfort. It's all for the glory of God. All right, so let me close here with what's the personal benefit of this kind of praise and worship? I, Isaiah 12.3 says this. Therefore with joy you will draw water from the wells of salvation. So when you're, when you're in need, when you're in need, like that woman with issue of blood, she created her own moment. So if you need salvation, this word salvation means deliverance, healing, victory. It says you're going to draw water from that well with joy. 
So your praise is your uh, expression of joy. So when you come in God's house, or you're at your home, wherever you are, and you get your praise on, you are putting the bucket down in, in the well. <laughs> and you're bringing up salvation. You're bringing up healing. You're bringing up deliverance. You're bringing up victory. Hallelujah. Every time you shout, you're putting that, well, that bucket down in that well. Give me this same verse in the CEV, please. Watch it in the CEV. Read it with me. Ready? Read. With great joy. The well of what? Victory. If with, with joy, you people will get, you people, will get water from the well of victory. Translation, your victory is in your praise. Y'all missed it. Translation, your victory is in your praise. With joy, you're going to get water from the well of victory. Are y'all getting this here tonight? So my victory is in my praise. So this is why I got to praise him. Psalm 8, verse 2. Psalm 8, verse 2. Remember we were talking about the babies praising? Out of the mouths of babes and nursing infants, you have ordained strength. Other translations will say you've perfected praise. So God, God, through babies, gets a perfect praise. That's why we don't let the baby's noise bother us. Hallelujah. They're pure, innocent praise. Sometimes the angels can just be playing around the little babies. And the Bible says, because of your enemies, that you may silence the enemy and the avenger. So notice your praise, when you get loud, your enemy has to get silent. Hey, but if you stay quiet, your enemy stays loud. So if you want to put your enemy to silence... If you want to mute your adversary, get your praise on. You get loud, you get expressive. You get open in your praise. Because your praise will silence the enemy and the avenger. Every enemy that's coming against you in your life, your praise will put him to a, to a halt. Just shut him up. First of all, the first, one of the first things you do with your praise when the devil is attacking you is you confuse the mess out of him. You confuse the mess out of him. How are you praising? I just hit you with my best shot. How are you praising and you just lost your loved one? How are you praising and you just lost your job? How are you praising and your child acting a fool? How are you praising and you going through what you... How are you praising and I... How are you praising and you got cancer? How are you praising and you got lupus? How are you, pra how are you praising and you can't feel your left toe? How are you praising? You confuse him first of all. Then he got to shut up. Praise is like hearing the Star Spangled Banner if you're in the military. Deacon Gershom, Elder Warren, two military guys, Deacon Mack, I see them here. Uh, a few other guys here, maybe ladies. If you're military personnel, in or out of the military, you can be walking down the street. All of a sudden, you hear, Peggy, you hear 
you stop. I've watched people in, in Olympics, in Olympic games. Runners have been running around the track, participating in some sort of track event. And that, that runner hears the Star Spangled Banner, they'll stop in their, in their event because they're trained. The enemy, the devil, demons are fallen angels. They were trained to praise God. So they might be cutting up in the earth and cutting up in your life, but when they hear praise going, they got to stop. Come on. They don't like it. They don't like it, but they... But they have to stop. Because they were programmed to worship God. When you worship and praise God, they have to... To silence the avenger, the enemy and the avenger. All right, let's close it. I want to give you three benefits to take home with you. It's 901. Y'all got a minute? Psalm 67, verses 3 through 7. Psalm 67, verse 3 through 7. I want to give you three benefits to remember as you praise the Lord. Psalm number 67. Verses 3 through 7. When you get it, say, I got it. I got it. Verse 3. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Oh, let the nations be glad and sing for joy. For you shall judge the people righteously and govern the nations on earth. First thing if I want you to write down, the first benefit that the reason why you want to praise God is for judgments in your favor. I said judgments in your favor. Praise him, for he's going to judge the people righteously. That means there are some things that the enemy has brought against you, some things that he's trying to do to stop you, to accuse you to thwart your plans, but God said, when you praise me, I'm going to make a judgment in your favor. You're going to make your own moment. You're going to plead your own case with your praise. You're going to present your own evidence with your praise. Why should I judge in your favor, says the Lord? God, because you're good. Because your mercy is everlasting. And your truth endures to all generations. And I give you praise because you're holy, because you're worthy, because you're the mighty God, because you're the King of kings, the Lord of lords, and only I can praise you. God, the dead can't praise you. Only the living can praise you. So, God, you need me here. Judge in my favor, O oh Lord. Everybody say, judgments in my favor. Verse 5, let the peoples praise you, O God, let all the peoples praise you. Then the earth shall yield her increase. So number two, increase in your fields. 
Mm, I got one shout. Not only are you going to see judgments in your favor, but you're going to see increase in your fields. That means whatever you've sown your seed for, whatever you put your hands to, whatever you've been plowing for, whatever you've been working on, when you praise God, he's going to release some rain on your fields and going to bring some increase in your fields. Your fields are going to bring forth the harvest that you've been believing for, the harvest you've been praying for, the harvest you've been sowing for, and it's on the way. The harvest is on the way. I prophesy increase in your fields. Judgments in your favor. Increase in your fields. Well, that's good already. Tell your neighbor, it's turning around in your favor. And there's increase coming in your fields. Everything you put your hands to do is going to prosper. Everything you've been working on is going to prosper. Every seed you sow, it's about to come up. Apostle Durbo already declared that you, every prophetic seed you've sown is about to come up. I rejoice in that decree that every prophetic seed you have sown, it's about to come up. <laughs> All right, let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. Judgment's in your favor. Increase in your fields. Yes, Verse 6. Then the earth shall yield an increase. God, our own God, shall bless us. God shall bless us. So judgments in your favor, increase in your fields, and blessings on your family. <laughs> this is what God is promising us. If you and I will praise him and give him the glory that he's worthy of, then you and I are going to see judgments turning around in our favor. We're going to see increase in all of our fields. And blessings on blessing on blessing is going to come on you and your family. Your household will be blessed. Your marriage will be blessed. Your children will be blessed. Your children's children will be blessed. They're going to be blessed in the city and blessed in the field. Bless going out and bless coming in. Bless, 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 blessings on your life. Hallelujah. 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 Judgments increase blessings. Judgments increase blessings. Judgment.
150. I need all y'all instruments and trumpets and all of everything y'all got us. String instruments, everything. Remember, we're the assembly. We're the assembly now. This is all of us. This is our pep rally. Because we know we win Friday night. We know we win Saturday night. We show up win every Sunday morning. Because early on the Sunday morning, he got up with all power in his hand. Psalm 150. Praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty firmament. Anybody God been good to you? Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the lute and the 
Anybody got a tambourine? I need a tambourine. Keep that thing going. Keep that thing going, man. Come on, two minutes. 
Yeah! 